It takes more than great bit shifting skills to be a great engineer. This is episode 106 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show for software developers and other interested parties. I feel like I need to figure out what 106 shifted by one bit is. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, all right. Shifted which direction? Because if you shift right, you Both. cut it in half. If you shift left, you double it. It's kind of easy. Well, it takes more than that skill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I want to thank our patrons. Our, I want to thank our patrons. The real word. I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast. Paulinho, DeRosha, David Jackson, Chris Fitkin, Ken Howard, Sean Clayton, and Dustin Coates. Thank you all for supporting we really appreciate it. You're all supporting at the level where we thank you every week. We have a lot of other supporters too. If you want to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash softskillseng, or you can go to softskills.audio, our website, and click the uh, support the show button on there. Thank you so much. Thank you. So you want to read our first question today? I do. Yeah. I want to get further away from the part where I forgot how bit shifting works. <laughs> okay. Let's just open that gap nice and wide. <laughs> Yeah. Just to be fair, I also forgot for a moment. I was hesitating, like, yeah, what would that be? <laughs> I, and I did Google it before I realized what the answer was. So It does, yeah, yeah. After I Googled it, I remembered, oh, yeah, this is not hard. Anyways, uh, oh, no, I wanted to get further from this, and we're closer <laughs> to it. Every second I spend talking about bit shifting extends the length of time that people will remember Jameson didn't remember how bit shifting worked. <laughs> To the question. Yes. This is from Eric. As a developer who has been working remotely over the last nine months, I've noticed a trend to do things like not leaving the house, growing my beard out to an above average length, or not wearing real pants. Think flannel pajama pants during the winter. What should I do to keep from losing any or all interpersonal skills? Also, how do I not be mistaken for a hibernating bear? <laughs> uh, I... So, sorry, was there a problem in here that needed addressing? I'm not quite. <laughs> Don't emerge from your office growling, honey, I, <laughs> I need honey. honey. <laughs> or picnic baskets. Yeah, while I was reading this, I went, check, 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 check. Yes. Yeah, growing my beard out, uh, not wearing real pants. Ask me what I'm wearing right now, Dave. Oh, in a very listen. platonic way. <laughs> <laughs> what, pray tell? Are thou wearing? Wait, how does Plato? Plato spoke Greek, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't oh, know how to speak Greek. <laughs> okay. So what are well, you wearing, James? I'll pretend like that's what I meant by platonic. <laughs> uh, I've got I've got my comfiest bathrobe on. Ooh. And I've had two meetings today <laughs> already. <laughs> no video, I presume? No video. Not today. Not yet. Um, growing my beard out. Yeah, actually, my beard is above average length. My daughter broke my trimmer. And I oh. just haven't gotten it fixed. So that's my excuse. And have you lost any and all interpersonal skills? Well, I did just tell you I'm wearing a bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, probably. It's probably not oh, a good boy. interpersonal skill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I well, I, I, feel I have you. not worked. Yeah, <laughs> Jameson is your man in this one. I, I've worked from home. 
I don't know, maybe a day a week here and there. And I can attest that on those days, I certainly let a lot of interpersonal things go. I mean, no showering, you know, basically wear pajamas all day. It's kind of nice, actually. I like how Eric said flannel pajama pants during the winter. Like, my friend, I wear flannel pajama pants year round, (laughs) (laughs) not just during the winter. Yeah, there are some things that are great about it. Some of the downsides. So I, I think the point under this question is like, maybe it's unhealthy to let go too much. Maybe there's some value in, in having a routine of getting ready and kind of getting dressed. And I don't do that all the time, but I I agree that if you just let everything go and just become like, I don't know, the matrix was a thing, right? Where people just lived in pods mm-hmm. and then were in a computer and you could probably approach something like that if you work from home where all you do is like the bare minimum to keep yourself alive, plus stick a computer on that so you can do work. (laughs) Where do I get a bathtub full of slime to sleep in? Uh, Just wait. It'll fill up eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think, yeah, I think the question is, how do I work from home healthily? And I have a lot of thoughts about this. One of them is exercise. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but this is really helpful to me. I actually used to work out at a gym outside of my house and that was fine. I don't, I don't go to experience the camaraderie of bros at the gym though. So like (laughs) it, it did get me out of the house, but it was more about exercise. I've since started working out in my garage in a home gym and that's almost been better because it's easier to fit into the day. It is one less thing to get me out of the house, but it's it's really easy to like take a lunch break and go go meditate in the garage gym while I pick up heavy stuff. So I, I that that's the opposite of what I thought you would say. I mean, here you are, you just Where it's good recently... to get out of the house? No. <laughs> no. No, what I said what I was thinking is here you are working from home and you switch to an in home gym instead of a gym membership. And I know I know you didn't go to the gym for camaraderie, but don't you think it would be you would want to keep reasons to get out of the house open instead of closing them? Maybe. I'm kind of a homebody anyways, though. Okay. I think there is value in me leaving the house, and sometimes I go multiple days without leaving beyond going to the garage, and that's bad. <laughs> Some kind of in-person contact with other people, right? If you work in an office, you get to just hang out and chat with people, um, and it's a lot easier to do ad hoc social things too, right? People go out to dinner afterwards or they go out to lunch, And I don't get that anymore, really. So there's actually probably right after this show, I'm going to go do a remote lunch. There's a bunch of remote workers that all live pretty close by. And we're going to meet up and eat some lunch together and hang out, talk about probably TCP or I don't know, some (laughs) boring computer thing. Finding opportunities like that where you can engage with other people, whether it's going to meetups or just going out to lunch with friends. I don't know. I'm probably on the lower end of the spectrum as far as like amount of in-person social contact. I need to be happy, but I still do need some. So that's helpful. I also, I'm looking to my right. I have my whiteboard over here and I have a bunch of stuff written at the top. And it's basically like, don't go crazy, Jameson. Uh, This too shall pass is one of them. Take a walk, drink water. Morning is wiser than evening. Go to the gym. I don't know. It's just like reminders Otherwise, I sometimes will just like sit down and work for 13 hours in a row. And then I sit up and my back creaks and yeah. (laughs) 
uh, and the, the slime starts dripping off of you, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting in I'm sitting in a pod full of slime." Huh. That happened. How did that happen? <laughs> right before my eyes. I love how you have affirmations written on your whiteboard. They kind of are. Yeah. You should this two shot pass is a little bit out of the <laughs> out of the ordinary with the rest of them. That's a good one, though. It is a good one, man. I so this was a big concern before I started working remotely full time. When I had worked remote days, work from home days or whatever, I was grumpier those days, and then I would come oh. back into the office and be happy. So I was worried that I would just like devolve into grumpy Jameson, and it hasn't happened because the whole team is remote. So I'm not. I don't get that same feeling of like I'm getting stuff done and and uh, everything else is an annoyance. But are, are you sure you just haven't rebaselined to Grumpy Jameson and now you don't know that you're grumpy? Well, you tell me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are not. I think you're now. You be- you better give me the right answer, Dave, or I'm going to lose it. <laughs> well, if it happened, it happened slowly, and I was right alongside with you the whole time. So I probably okay. rebaselined with you. You've been slowly boiled, <laughs> like the frog in the pot. Yep. <laughs> I do think that there's there are definitely people who would be absolutely miserable working remotely full time. Mm-hmm. Like that really loud, um, boisterous, extroverted, gregarious engineer on your team? That one. Imagine them just in their office just telling loud stories about their weekend <laughs> to themselves. <laughs> How can they be happy? <laughs> oh, man. So what else do you do to, to get out and make sure you don't devolve into a hibernating bear? Some of it is just the natural side effects of having a family. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of strong encouragement to to end work and go do stuff with them. And sometimes that encouragement bursts through my door in the middle of the day and, <laughs> and like pokes buttons on my keyboard and sits on my lap and we program together. So that, that does help actually. I think it would be harder if I were living by myself. Mm-hmm. It would be even easier to get sucked in. One other thing is actually this is a probably a pretty big change. Before I worked remotely, I had my gaming computer set up in my office. And so I would I would occasionally do work in my office and I would also fairly regularly just play video games. And I had to stop all that completely. Oh. I I I have a hard time doing things for entertainment on the computer alone in my room because that's so much of my day already. And I, I mean, it was still fun. I like, I enjoyed playing video games, but I realized that it had a negative effect on my mood and my interactions with other people. And so I just kind of, kind of made it less convenient and cut it out. So cold turkey, you don't play video games anymore? No, I'll play every once in a while. And it's not like some enormous effort. I just like unplugged stuff and move stuff around. So it's kind of a pain in the butt because otherwise the temptation is like, I finish my day. I'm like, oh man, I need to relax. And then I just like swivel my chair 30 degrees to the left and <laughs> start playing video games. And you're like, boom, instantly in the battle arena. Yeah, exactly. And they're a fine distraction, but I think my life has been better since I, uh, since I made the, that distraction more of a deliberate choice instead of just a convenient thing to do. I am in the same boat. I noticed something about myself that was when I worked from home, I would often find myself drifting toward entertainment on the computer instead of work, uh, both during work hours and after. And mm-hmm. um, I really didn't ah, like so the you were stealing from the company. Yeah. 
Yes. And then I got a call from the company warrant officer. Just kidding. <laughs> Wait, is that even a thing? War- warrant? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I just, just made laughed. that up. I was thinking warden. That's CWO. What I was thinking. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just stopped playing games completely about a year ago. And um, I'm very happy. Well, let's play right after this. Let's yeah. get you back. <laughs> let's get right back into it. Back into it. Yeah. But I think if someone working from home, that's actually a really good idea because you have an outsized portion of your day spent in isolation staring at a screen. I think you probably don't want to add to that if you're already doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I played more when I worked in an office and it felt a little more comfortable. I guess a little, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just feel worse after I play now. Mm-hmm. Some of it might just be old man Jameson, right? Video games are just for youngins and I only do serious things like watch The Office on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Maybe you just got tired of getting destroyed by 12-year-olds. Yeah, my veins don't flow with Mountain Dew anymore. <laughs> I don't have the twitchy reactions. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I've been getting destroyed by 12-year-olds since I was 12. I was never... I'm I'm always like comfortably above average but not actually amazing and and great and then all the games now have matchmaking so you always play with people that are around your skill level so you just always get always lose half the time yep that's right i hate that about modern games actually (laughs) (laughs) okay we've we've rambled what were you gonna say well i was gonna say the fact that you work from home affords you a certain level of flexibility that you don't have when you're in an office are there any like activities that you can do to help uh you know avoid the grizzly bear scenario um because of those extra flexibility oh man i had a meeting in my yard yesterday i was just like weeding the garden while i had a meeting it was super great wow it wouldn't work for every meeting but for that particular meeting it was it was kind of more conversational Mm -hmm. and it was so nice to just be outside poking around in the weeds and and still doing productive things (laughs) like every time you unmute it's like jameson did I hear birds in your office? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> Just doing some weeding. <laughs> Just aerating my lawn. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really soothing, actually. It was much more soothing than sitting in my chair. Awkwardly. So you clearly don't have any kind of ritual about showering or getting dressed. Just, <laughs> right? <laughs> no. No, I probably should. Maybe I'll evolve to that one day. I've heard of people who do work from home and they make a point of taking a a regular shower, putting on clean clothes every day. Uh, That would not be me, (laughs) but I've heard of it. (laughs) I've heard of those people too. I'm sure they exist. Well, I, what about, I mean, I love the fact that you're able to go out to lunch with these people. Like, uh, these are not coworkers, obviously, since they don't, some of of them them aren't like former coworkers, you mean? No, no, no. Some of them, some of them work at the same place oh, I do. There's a few really? Utahns. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. But some of them are just other people that work remotely for other companies in Utah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, are are there any other kind of things that you could do besides lunches that in the same spirit? There are many things that I could do. <laughs> do do I do them? <laughs> I don't know. I could just lay out my whole social life here. But in general, I am a pretty. Uh, pretty introverted person i don't go out a ton so that hasn't changed much since working from home i still didn't go out a ton when i was in the office okay yeah i don't know sorry does that answer your question yes (laughs) okay well there you go there's just all the wisdom you could possibly need from working all of it (laughs) 
<laughs> Good luck. Do you want to read our next question, Dave? Yeah, sure. Okay, this comes from Miguel, who says, Is there such a thing as meetup etiquette? When I attend meetups and attempt to initiate conversation with people, I'm hesitant to interrupt people who are in discussion with others. Should I wait or try to join the discussion or just barge in on the conversation? Great show. Keep it up, guys. Thanks, Miguel. Great question. When Miguel says, keep it up, you guys. I mean, at some point, there will be a last episode of this show, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll be the last one because the world will end afterwards. But it's possible mm -hmm. that we'll just say like, oh, we're done. And how do you think it would feel to be the last person that gets a question answered? Like, are they going to feel like, what have I done? <laughs> what was it about my question? <laughs> I don't think they'll know they were the last question. It's like the halting problem. You know, you don't yeah. know you're the last one. I, it just made me think, great show, keep it up. And what if we were like, we can't keep it up anymore, <laughs> this question. We are not like that. This is a great question. You did not kill the show. No. When, when you describe this problem, I imagine a circle of people all talking. And it's like, how do you, how do you work your way into the circle? Especially if you don't know mm -hmm. them. Maybe they know each other. And my surefire solution is you, you need to end up in the middle of the circle somehow. Did you ever go okay. to like dance parties when you were a child or perhaps an adult? Maybe. I don't know what your, what your adulthood is like. <laughs> are you no, are you familiar with the dance circle dave oh yes yeah a circle just forms and then people go in the middle and they just dance and everybody pays attention to them and claps it's usually very supportive and like that's the time where if you're a horrible dancer you just get to double down on your horrible <laughs> dancing and everyone will still <laughs> go crazy and think it's amazing yep. so my my solution is you end up in the middle of the circle you need to crawl between people's legs and just pop up in the middle and start shouting out stuff about the CSS spec or I don't know. Just like you have to turn them all from talking to each other to paying attention to you. But not dancing. Well, it's it's the verbal equivalent of dancing. The okay. meetup, <laughs> technical meetup equivalent of dancing. You just like somersault through someone's legs, pop up in the middle and say, I think Docker is crap and you're all wrong. And then everyone turns and looks at you and you're part of the conversation now. <laughs> that's awesome so you need to prepare yeah. some kind of inflammatory remark yeah i assume you're always prepared for that <laughs> <laughs> programmers love oh. to say this thing you love is crap actually so you know to me just the hardest come. part about breaking into one of these conversations is no is not knowing whether the people are all together and they know each other or whether it was an ad hoc conversation that formed on its own you know what I mean? I, because Yeah, I, if, I just always assume they all know each other pessimistically. Yeah, they're all I, best friends and their yeah. friendship meter is full. They cannot hold another human. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And th I think that does us a great disservice, but I feel the same way too. I'm like, oh, I could never possibly interrupt that. You know, these are BFFs having their You see one of them scheduled. laugh awkwardly at small talk that the other person makes and you're like, I can't. How can I compete with that relationship <laughs> they have? <laughs> Yeah, their bond I, is I so totally deep. get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Look at them um, laughing about childhood memories. And one of them was probably like, how about that rain? It was, and then it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> how could you possibly intrude on that? It's like a sacred moment between two human beings. Yeah, I think at meetups and conferences, I've I've felt this, and 
Most of the meetups and conferences I've been to, I've been either like a speaker or an organizer or someone who's on the air quotes like inside, you know, Mm -hmm. and I still feel this. It's it definitely doesn't go away just being like more a part of the event. Um, Man, I'm glad to know I'm not the only one then because I I have struggled with this as well. And I have found one situation where it actually is easy to break in. And that's when people are eating and sitting down. And you are you are standing with your food, and you need to find a place to sit. And there's an open seat, and you, and you can be like, "Hey, can I sit here?" And then boom, you're in. Like the, your yeah. food is your ticket in. I did that last year, and it didn't happen. I sat wow. down, and everyone ignored me. It was really awkward. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, that was the only time that's ever happened to me, though. Oh, but man. you know what? I had a built-in out because I was done with my food. You're like, so oh, just, I'm done eating now, so I'm going to leave, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think I like mumbled something like that, and everyone looked over and was like, you're even here? Weird. <laughs> but I've also done it, and it's worked out well. I'm, I'm actually, I'm remembering a time last year at a specific event. It was at React Rally last year, a conference that I helped organize, and I was at like the cool kids table with these mm-hmm. famous people who are all very nice and very friendly and very welcoming but definitely people that are well-known in the community that other people look up to. And several people just came up and were like, hey, can I hang out? Can I chat with you guys? And everyone was very friendly, and they just sat down, and we all started talking, and I don't know. It, it was fine. So you I mean, was inspired You by mean they efforts. asked if they could chat, and people said yes and didn't just completely reject them? <laughs> yeah. That's what I always worry yeah. happened. The risk is you try, and people just ignore you, and like whatever. You weren't a part of the mm-hmm. conversation already, so... You still aren't. That's fine. But I think especially if there are people going to conferences, a lot of the times they're pretty friendly and they enjoy talking to people. You don't have to be sycophantic. You don't have to suck up to them and, and treat them oh. like a celebrity. But I don't know. People are open to just talking with normal folks. So I have a line that I like to use to break into circles like this, which is, hey, is it okay if I listen in? And uh, that way you kind of just say, hey, I'm interested in what you want in what you're saying. And I'd like to just stand here and listen. It's very unobtrusive. And even if they are BFFs, you can still just kind of step in and, and listen in. Um, and yeah. I think I think that's never failed me. I think I've always been able to do that. Whether or not I can participate in the conversation is another story. Um, which, by the way, I have no intention of just listening. <laughs> <laughs> After you say that, you turn and look at the camera and say, that was a ruse. I plan on talking. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. it is good to listen anyway to get a sense for the vibe of the conversation and the relationships that may exist already and just understand, you know, you don't want to just jump right in and make a comment that's already been discussed, you know, so you have to give yourself a few minutes to baseline and realize which direction the conversation's going so that you can comment on things that haven't already been said. So, you know, that's why it's great to say, can I just listen? Because that is what you intend to do for the first few minutes. Okay. I thought your your secret catchphrase was going to be, did you hear? P equals NP. <laughs> And then everyone turns and looks at you, and you're in. And you're in, except now you don't have... They were like, prove it. And you're like, oh, crap. Hang on. I have to go do a thing with some banks. (laughs) I have to go meet my traveling salesperson. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, or or like, what do you think is better, Bitcoin or Docker? You just got to get the conversation going. Some inflammatory <laughs> remarks. Oh. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh, man. I think my high school experience prepared me to fail at this and not feel as bad. 
because oh, really? boy was I awkward in high school. <laughs> so doing this as an adult is way easier because people are nicer now. Yeah, it's true. The main takeaway is a lot of people feel this way and it's not weird to to feel awkward about approaching groups. That's just an intimidating thing to do. But yep. in my experience, for the most part, people are pretty friendly about it. And if you just want to hop in and listen and just slowly start to participate, that that usually works out well. And if it doesn't, you just walk away. Yep. And find another group to go awkwardly intrude on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, I will yeah. say this. When you find yourself in the opposite situation, maybe you're on the inner sanctum of some group and you're chatting along and having a great time, and you see someone wandering by, maybe giving little listful eye looks over at your group. <laughs> <laughs> Call them the over. Sad charlie brown walk yeah exactly kind of giving like, the puppy I'm dog to eyes to your group yeah, exactly one foot in front of the other kind of dragging it sideways by the toes you know they, they just groan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wish i could be with the group when you see someone in that situation invite them over call them over and say hey come on over and introduce yourself my name's miguel what's your name you know it just is so much easier. And if every group did that, no one would feel awkward because they would just get, it'd be like gravity. They would just get sucked in instead of mm -hmm. having to go and like push their way in through a force field. That is a fantastic point, Dave. I'm glad you brought it up. And I agree. We should do it. Next time you're at a meetup, that's the, that is the etiquette. And, and that, you know, when you ask about the etiquette, really that should be the etiquette. There should be no etiquette for how do I break into a group? The etiquette should be as a group member, how do I invite? Man, you're so wise, Dave. That's the first time you've ever said that. <laughs> That's great advice. Um, have we answered the question? I think so. Okay. Great question. Good luck. Yeah. I hope this leads to great conversations and fun things in your life. Yeah, me too. All right. Where can people go if they want their own questions answered? Go to our website at softskills.audio. I bet you didn't know audio is a top-level domain. Well, it is. I think we're the only website on the internet that uses it. <laughs> uh, click on ask a question where you can fill out a form to ask your own question. Uh, we've gotten lots of great questions. Sorry we didn't get to all of them this week. Well, actually, I don't think we've ever gotten to all of them in a week. Um, <laughs> we weren't sorry the other weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do not fear because we will eventually get to all of them or the universe will die a heat death. Either way. Uh, where can people go if they want to support the show? What can they do? Well, do you remember that softskills.audio website that Dave just mentioned a second ago? <laughs> it turns out that's also where you go to support the show. There's a giant support the show button on there. You can click on that. It'll take you to Patreon. And we would really appreciate your support. If you've benefited from listening to it, if you enjoy it, and you've, if you've got a couple bucks to kick our way, it would, uh, it would help support the show and help pay for the stuff we have to pay for. That's right. And if you don't have a couple of bucks, that's totally fine, too. You can just go click the ratings button on your podcast app and give us as many stars as you think you'd like to give us, uh, up to five. I think you can't give six, which is sad. It's in the secret UI. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think with that, we're done. Catch you next week.